guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Support for Dubai Works is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UAE with their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer for you. 20% off of the code DubaiWorks at manscaped.com. For regular listeners of the podcast, you'll be used to the diversity of guests. I think in the last few weeks, we had a startup ecosystem platform magnet. We had HR software, Bezat, and we had a car automotive uh, marketplace, Doobie Cars. This week, we're jumping left field again, and we're jumping into the industry of furniture with uh, someone from the Algar Group, which is chattels and more. Uh, it's really interesting. You can see by my questions that I'm learning as you would about the furniture industry and trying to kind of bring into the broader themes. We're always looking at uh, positioning Dubai as a business capital with this podcast. So enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week I'm joined by Adrian Shaw, the CEO of chattels and more. Uh, so they are a UAE homegrown brand belonging to the Algar Group, bringing unique and authentic designs from all over the world to offer extensive range of furniture and accessories from living, dining and bedrooms. Uh, good morning, Adrian. Good morning. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. So it's a household name. It's a household, no pun intended, household name in the UAE. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about the business and the company? Yep, certainly. Uh, Chattels and More was started uh, six years ago uh, as a as a homegrown brand. Um, the idea came from uh, the fact that we were running a, a retail business for furniture within the UAE, which is about twenty years old at the time, um, and we were going to different fairs and and had different suppliers, and we could see that there was a a, a market for a different kind of product. Um, so Chattels and More was born from the idea of, of seeing all this different product in the furniture fairs and the uh, manufacturers that we had on board. And uh, we sort of started the business and, and sort of did a ti- uh, pilot test invest um, strategy. And it's become a, a seven showroom business now. Oh, really? Okay. And what was, can you describe what that product was? Is it, do you describe it as premium furniture? How do you describe it? Well, the, the business that we had before was very Scandinavian. It, uh, it was a company called ID Design. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, we sort of, we, we bought most of the product from uh, Denmark. And we bought some of the product ourselves to try and fit the market over here. Um, and the the product that sort of fits Dubai isn't just Scandinavian because you've got such a um, a mix of people here and a mix of size of uh, homes and apartments. So we saw this product that was um, suitable for the market over here um, and that's what we chose and that's what we sort of tested and, and it grew from there. Okay, interesting. So um, I'm familiar of Chattel Tamora in Mold Emirates and there was an ID design there. Where else is the business 
uh, where are the seven other or six other locations? Okay, Chattles and Moor is in Murdiff City Centre. It's in Molladeum, as you said. We're also, we've just opened in the Kiel Mall okay. uh, on the Palm. Yeah. Um, we're in Dalma Mall in Abu Dhabi. We're on the Dubai Sharjah Road. Um, Udmetha, which is sort of furniture streets mm. um, in sort of the old part of, of Dubai. And then we have um, another showroom that is in um, uh, by the new IKEA in uh, Festival Plaza. Plaza there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so it's quite extensive throughout Dubai uh, and uh, you're really specialized in furniture. Uh, how, do you, how do you kind of, um, what's, the, what's the kind of client um, customer that, that you target? Okay, we, with Mall of the Emirates, it's everybody okay. <laughs> because you get uh, a real mix of, of um, customers coming into, into Mall of the Emirates. But then you look at um, the other malls that we have and they, they are very different. So Murdiff City Centre is um, a, an Arabic customer, sort of 90% Arabic and 10% sort of European expat. Mm. Um, and then you, you look at Nikhil Mall and again, that's a, a mixture on Nikhil Mall. Uh, so it's a, a mix of the palm, different nationalities. It is, yeah, that. and okay. it's it's a mixture, and, and you build your sort of um, your offering for okay. the the sort of catchment area of of where your showroom is. Really, so you tailor it. It's not exactly the same in each showroom. It's not, no, okay. no, because um, say an Arabic customer in in Murdiff will, will want a bigger uh, sofa mm. or um, maybe more colourful products. So you'd you'd pick your your sort of best sellers that you have in Mall of the Emirates, and then you'd you'd put those into there uh, to to fit that client's needs. Mm. And you mentioned Scandinavia, you know, contemporary sort of minimalistic sleep designs. Is where do you now source the products for Chattels and Moor? For Chattels and Moor, um, we've got probably just under fifty percent of the products that we sell is from sofas. Mm. Um, so that's a big product line for us, um, and we go to uh, mainly Europe. So we go to Germany, we go to Spain, we go to France. Italy is a, a big supplier. Um, and then sort of uh, the countries around there. Uh, and what we've done over the last sort of six years of, of Chattels and More um, life really is uh, have great relationships with the suppliers. Um, and they then will listen to us and, and they've grown with us as well over the six years. And they'll tailor the products to what the needs are from Dubai. Mm. Okay, so, and do you do any of your own products? Do you have a joinery? Do you make any of your own furniture as well? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> it's something that's on the horizon um, that we, we're certainly looking into uh, because obviously Isasal Algerg, we have a, a big manufacturing division there as well. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're certainly looking at... Um, uh, looking at new designs and looking at uh, maybe some uh, ca cabinets and some carpentry that we can do uh, okay. locally. But everything now is sourced from, from yeah. mainly Europe. Established uh, brands, well-known brands in the industry. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's some brands that we found ourselves that um, weren't really known, uh, but we've sort of got exclusivity with them now and, 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 and they've been sort of mom and pop uh, suppliers and, and manufacturers and, and they've grown with us. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, yeah. Uh, can you just explain a little bit about Algar Group, what, what it does overall and the different industries it, it operates in? Yeah, sure. Uh, Isasal Algar was uh, sort of started in 1960 um, and it's sort of grown over the years. Uh, it's a very diverse uh, company and we have, I think, over 300 different brands and different partners. 
Um, and we have joint ventures with the likes of British American Tobacco, uh, Unilever, Siemens. Mm. Um, we have a big property portfolio in the UAE and, and abroad. Uh, and, and very diverse from manufacturing to um, electronics, uh, like Better Life, um, to furniture, to uh, steel production. Mm. Um, if you look at all the sort of traffic lights in, in Dubai, they're all supplied by uh, one of our divisions. Oh, so it's, it's very diverse, yeah. um, but a great, great business. Um, and one of the, the sort of um, uh, well-known family-run businesses in, in the UAE. Mm. Interesting. So with, with a group that's so diverse, um, how do you, Adrian, establish uh, a high quality and competitive furniture store offering uh, that, you know, can be uh, as competitive uh, as a standalone sort of furniture company? I, I think it goes back to, I mean, I've been in the furniture industry since, uh, it feels like since I was born, actually. <laughs> And I sort of started back in, in, in the UK um, as a warehouseman, would okay. you believe? So I went from warehouseman to salesman to um, cashier through the ranks. Yeah. Um, I was one of the youngest show managers in the UK. Uh, and then I went internationally and I took the, the brand that we had in the UK um, to Dubai, first of all. Mm. And that was something like 23 years ago. Mm. So we opened one sort of showroom here. Um, so I understand furniture, I understand um, retailing, and, and really it's, it's using all of that knowledge to, to understand the market that, that we're having to buy, and then uh, sourcing the right product to fit the market. Mm. I don't understand furniture, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't understand the market, but when you mentioned 50% of, of the uh, business was surface, that seems like a high percentage. Is I wouldn't assume that fifty percent of the inventory in your sh stores are is is sofas. Is that why is it so high? It is actually. It is. We're, we're, we are experts in sofas. Okay. We are. Um, we we do a wide range of sofas, and, and you can buy a sofa from us from six thousand dirhams mm. up to fifty thousand dirhams. Mm. So we are experts in sofas. Yeah. Um, but then within the, the the sort of salon or the lounge of, of, of our customers, they want the carpets. They then look at the dining room, they then go into the bedroom, you know, and the yeah. major list downstairs. So okay. we offer uh, everything to, to do the complete home. Okay. And how has, uh, how would you describe knowing with, you know, 20 plus years of experience of the Dubai market versus the UK? What are the furniture trends? What's the customer preference points that are different? Uh, and what's it like running a business here versus the UK? Okay, okay. Um, I think Dubai is very dynamic. Um, it, it does change. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to be able to adapt the business to, to changes that, that come along. Um, and and you, you have to look at, we, I mean, we talk to our customers a lot. Mm. Um, even with the, the uh, team that are in our head office, I make them go into the, to the showrooms and serve the customers. Mm. Um, and when you talk to the customers, you find out what, what the requirements are. Mm. Um, and you have to tailor that with your buying team and then look at your price points and, and look at the offering that you, you have. So mm. it's all about understanding the customer, 
understanding the, the demographics and the catchment area of where your showroom is mm. uh, and, and, and sort of tailoring your offering to, to, to fit the customer. Mm. And obviously excellent customer service. Yeah, well, it's true. It's interesting. Um, I actually bought a sofa from your store. Well, I say I, but my mum did. Okay. And she went in and she was... Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, mum. She, she was very well looked after. And I remember we were working with a consultant and a sofa came from the, from the internet it wasn't right okay <laughs> so we sent it back and then i'm really happy with what we got but it was that sort of experience it was that sort of uh you know customer service and things like that and it's interesting you say it like that but how how then did the uh, business operate over covid in terms of you know the shift to digital and obviously the malls were closed for a while yeah like how, how, how could you keep up that sort of customer service and let people experience the stuff as well uh, we've seen a we've seen a change in in the way the customers actually shop since uh, the the sort of pandemic sort of started. Uh, there's a lot more WhatsApp uh, communication. Yeah. There's a lot more chat through the through the website and through uh, uh, e-commerce sites. Uh, and the salespeople have had to adapt to not selling face to face, but selling voice and and selling over the phone. Okay. Um, and. and We've we've sort of done training programs and, and we've we've sort of uh, we 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 talked about how we can sort of still be a volume retailer for mm. furniture and accessories, but also give that luxury uh, feel of service, mm. uh, and that's what we've concentrated really on since um, the pandemic started. That's been our focus point: luxury service throughout what we do, um, and that covers everybody uh, and. From sort of the salespeople to the delivery guys to the buyers to the operations to mm. the finance, you know, how do we give that luxury service? And that's been the goal of this year mm. to to make sure that we're better than everybody else and, okay. and, and give the customers sort of that unique uh, shopping experience because furniture is considered purchase. You know, yeah. you actually think about it a lot and you okay. talk about it. And it reflects your personality. You know, when somebody comes to your house and sits on your sofa, that's a reflection of you. Yeah, interesting. And six years old, so I imagine that digital was obviously part of the business plan from the start. You know, furniture um, is quite visual. It suits yep. images. It suits yep. nice browsing websites. Yep. Is do you have? Um, are you able to buy online? Do you have a full sort of? digital operation? Yeah, we, we have um, Carre, which is one of our brands, which is a, um, a brand from Germany. Uh, and we have that as a shopping shop within the Chattels and More showrooms. Mm. It's very funky furniture. There's big red dogs and there's uh, yeah. <laughs> lots of fun funky sort of items. Um, so we have Carre Online, which mm. is our e-commerce site. Uh, and we're about to launch Chattels and More Online, I think, um, in the end of next month. Okay. That will go live. Very good. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm going to jump around a bit. Okay. The, the, so uh, there's retail customers for homes and apartments and things like that. Do you also do furniture for commercial, for offices and things like that? We, we tend to focus, I suppose, 90% on um, furniture retail, yeah. which is through the malls. Yeah. Uh, we do uh, some export, uh, which goes to Africa and to Oman and, and okay. places like that. And then we do some... Uh, some projects as well, but the focus is yeah. through the showrooms and, and, and the service to the consumer through there. Is, is that a different business? I, I, we're at the moment, we're doing construction in a new office and mm -hmm. the fit out company have furniture rooms and showrooms. Um, and, but I was just wondering, you know, you know, commercially, is that a different business to provide for, for commercial? 
units versus uh, the margins that you make and versus you know furniture for homes? It is. It is very different. In what it's way? a different, very different business. <laughs> um, it tends to be that the the projects tend to want the best price, um, so the margins are very tight on projects. Right. Very very tight, um, and. It, there's always sort of contracts and 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 payment terms and, 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 and yeah and, 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 yeah and they want to deliver straight away. So we don't really get that involved in it um, unless it's a, a sort of a big client that's requiring it. Mm. Um, we we do focus on on sort of furniture retail through the malls. So so the you know so there's like retail like you know selling a car or a phone. And in that case, do you have repeat customers and, and what level or what's the customer lifetime cycle with, with Chapels and Worth? I mean, with a sofa, it used to be a seven-year um, sort of turnaround. People used to keep their sofas for around seven years. Okay. Um, and it's come down now because furniture is a bit like fashion. Mm. Yeah, the colors change every year, styles change. Um, so I think it's come down to about four years now. Mm. Um, so it's nearly halved, yeah. um, which is great. For business, because obviously you, you you're turning over customers more often. Mm. Uh, with accessories, it's every year, so you have to be when you buy the accessories because they are color specific and style specific for that year. Mm. You have to get them to market as quickly as possible. Mm. So it is like fashion. So you accessories is a very fast moving sort of buy, get yeah. it delivered, get it into the country as quickly as possible. Yeah. So yeah, I mean we, the iPhone is out at the moment, and everyone in the office is talking about how often you should change your phone and the number that's said is three years and you know so it's interesting that a sofa can be like a car or an yeah, iPhone yeah, yeah. in terms of color and specs and things yeah, like that yeah yeah um, and uh, you know for the for the margins on the business uh, you, you mentioned that you bring in a lot of the brands and then you obviously have uh, you know the the retail operational costs it must be quite difficult if you don't if you aren't it must be quite tight the margins uh, with with both of those things I, th I think it's it's got better over the last sort of two years um, the buyers uh, stabilized with rents mm. um, uh, and we've managed to negotiate now um, sort of TOR which is turnover rent mm. in a few of the malls which I think is a way forward because the success of the business in the mall is actually sort of fed into the mall owner. Mm. Whereas before they were charging huge rents, so they didn't really understand the business, they didn't really care that much about the business as long as they were getting their rent. Um, but now we're seeing the change, we're seeing the shift, we're seeing reasonable rents, we're mm. seeing sort of um, change in mindset for the mall owners, mm. which is great for business and, and, and great, for, great for Dubai as well. Is it like a partnership then in terms of, um, is it fully 100% based on the performance of the store? The, the TRO. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And normally it's a percentage, whatever product you sell, it can be as low as 5% if it's, say, um, electronics because mm. the margins are a lot lower on those. Mm. And it can go up to sort of 8%, 10% for furniture and then goes up further for yeah. luxury and and, and uh, I'm smiling fashion. because that's similar to affiliate deals online with Amazon. They have yeah. different <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very similar. Yeah, similar. yeah very exactly. similar. And now we'll take a quick commercial break to hear from our sponsor. If you're like me and you're always in a rush in the morning and evening, but you really know you should spend more time on hygiene and grooming, then when the product comes along that just works and it's got everything, uh, you really find use of it. And I, I was like that for the last week when I've been testing out Manscaped. They've got a trimmer, which is the lawnmower 4, and loads of different gadgets really and different products 
such as deodorant, uh, I suggest if you want to try it out, we've got a code, it's 20% off. They, for, you just use Dubai Works code on the Manscaped website. They asked me to spell Dubai Works. I think you'll manage that uh, and let us know how you get on. And now we're back. But, so, but then do they need to audit your books and is it very transparent on your performance? And do you find that that incentive alignment works? Like, do you find that, you, that your team are as incentivized to sell as before or more or less? I think the team are a different, a, a different sort of... Um, uh, Motivators are different. Systems, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a different way, way of sort of looking at the business for them. Um, but with, with the showrooms, I think the, the sharing of success with the malls works really, really well. Okay. Um, and it, it sort of, it, it helps grow the business and you do share all the information. Mm. I mean, now we, we don't really sort of look at the market as a whole as furniture market in the UAE, mm. we look at it more along the lines of what's the uh, opportunity in the mall. So if the mall is, the furniture division in the mall is doing 300 million a year, then what's our percentage of that 300 million? Mm. And how can we grow that percentage for the mall? Mm. You know? um, and similarly with standalone stores now, we look at the catchment area, we look at the opportunity that's there, and what's the, what does that mean to us? And that gives you more uh, of an idea of, of sort of the targets and, and how much you should be doing mm. as a business. Yeah. Uh, and it works very well. That's really interesting. You know, it kind of, it, it's probably more harmony between the, the unit and the mall in terms of, you know, rather than saying, hey, you need to do more marketing, you need more footfall here. It's kind of like, well, you're not just thinking of your unit, you're thinking about the customer behavior, the mindset they have. Why would they choose to purchase a sofa in a mall versus in uh, you know a, a different type of a, a unit, a warehouse, or something like that, or online? So you really you're thinking like a mall owner as well as a furniture. Definitely, definitely, okay. and and it works both ways. I mean, they they look at driving footfall into the mall, and we look at driving the footfall from the mall into the showroom, mm. and and you you talk to each other. Our marketing department is fantastic at doing that, mm. um, and we use influencers, and, and we use a, a a lot of sort of digital marketing now compared to before. Yeah, a lot of Instagram, a lot of Facebook. Yeah. Um, and we work hand in hand with the malls to do that. Yeah. Uh, and that works really well. That works really well. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast about Architects Digest, which is over 100 years old. Yeah. And they have a really hit show on YouTube with, uh, I forget the name of it, but it's something, it doesn't say Architects Digest, it's something about your home. And it's like, uh, you know, celebrities and influencers show off the interiors of their home. And it is all about nice sofas and things like that. So there's huge demand in the digital space to consume content yeah. around interiors. Uh, do you see that as well? Do you see people, you know, after they get their nice sofa, are they tagging chattels and more and are they really trying to show off what, what their nice home looks like? I think it's grown. I mean, it really uh, sort of a lot over the last two years um, mm. to the point where we're at now. Um, and, and we, we've sort of used, um, or, or, or collaborated with influencers like Huda Katan, mm. uh, Fazaza, um, and we've done makeovers in their, their, their sort of spaces. Um, and, and it works really well because you get sort of a broad spectrum of, of customers. Uh, and it's more targeted as well. Mm. And then they can then contact us and, and come back to our Instagram uh, account or come through us to our website. Um, and on the website, you also have chat, mm. which then goes straight through to the salesperson. Um, and the salesperson will then talk to the customer and then bring them into the showroom. Because 
online, especially with furniture, online and um, sort of the, the bricks and mortar showroom work together. Mm. It's not sort of one or the other. They actually work together. And a customer might look online and, and see some product and, and, and the husband talks to the wife or the wife talks to the husband about it. And then they come into the showroom because they want to see the color. They want to sit on it. Mm. They want to see the size. Mm. Um, and the salesman can then take them from the website all the way through the process mm. um, and give them that luxury service that, that we're yeah. offering. So it's a proper sort of hybrid, you know, digital bricks and mortar. It is, yeah. It is very much with furniture, yeah. yes. Interesting. Yeah. And Edgin, what's the, what's the furniture industry talking about? If you go to, uh, maybe virtual, but if you go to hybrid type conferences at the moment, design conferences, what are the key topics? Is You know, we, we see... Um, you know, chip shortages is, is talked about in manufacturing. Yeah. Uh, is the price of wood or the price of furniture very high <laughs> at the moment? What, what, are, the yeah. kind of, what yeah. are the current sort of industry things? I think logistics uh, is a big topic at the moment with uh, with everybody, with getting the product into the country. Okay. There is it's still an issue. Yeah, it's still an issue with, with delays rather than it not coming. Um, so we, we've had to flex uh, our business and, and, and build up a, a bigger stock. Uh, within the country. Um, we were quite lean before, um, but now some of the suppliers are sort of saying, okay, if you order it now, it's going to be with you in six months, where it used to be four months. Mm. So we've had to build a, a sort of a, um, an extra amount of stock in, in the country to allow for that. Mm. Um, and business is booming at the moment, obviously, with, with Expo here and, mm. and the new changes with the visas. Mm. Um, we're seeing a lot of people coming into the country, so there's a lot of new people buying apartments and moving into apartments mm. and they all need furniture yeah you know so it's you have to make make your business flex to account for okay there is a delay but what do we do about that delay and and how do we get the product in and, and do we keep more product and and make sure that we're we're not out of stock of the product that, that sells is it simply supply chain logistics because i can understand if if uh showrooms uh sorry the, if the automotive industry can't get cars in because the chips aren't there to make the cars what's called What's causing the delay? Is the furniture not being made at source, or is that it's actually you know things like the the Suez Canal, you know the the, the Evergreen, the, the stock is <laughs> the blockage. Stuck, the blockage. <laughs> like is, is it logistically like there's just a backlog of things to ship around the world? It, I think it goes back to small sort of uh, sort of uh, problems that of course from COVID, uh, like the chemicals that go to make the foam. The foam is made in two factories around the world mm. and there's a short shortage of the chemical. Mm. And then that means there's a shortage of the foam. So the foam that then goes to the, to make the sofas mm. is not uh, available. Mm. So that all causes a backlog log and, and it sort of builds into a, a bigger sort of problem when it gets to the, to the showrooms or to the end user. Yeah. So there is problems there that there's problems with, um, having the craftsmen to, to make the, the product as well because they were in quarantine or there was only half okay. of them working. So that slowed yeah. everything down as well. So I think we're just seeing sort of a, a backlog from before. Yeah. Um, and, I'm sure it'll pick up and, uh, and get better, but we just had to flex the business to, to make sure that we, yeah. you know, we could accommodate exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. And you alluded to sort of a new type of clientele, a new type of customer, but obviously even in the gym this morning, I heard people talking about working from home and moving to a, a, a townhouse versus an apartment. It just seems to, Dubai seems to have changed. Everyone it does, seems to yeah. down a bit. It does, yeah. Obviously good for furniture. Yep. Um, so, so did your business thrive during lockdown and do you see that people are really sort of buying more houses here and do you benefit from that? 
We are actually um, during lockdown. It was uh, I think because people were and our customers were, were at home. They were seeing the walls and they were seeing the furniture. Yeah. And they were spending a lot of time at home. They you know they decided to change it and decided to to upgrade it and 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 buy something new. And they weren't traveling, so they weren't spending the money on holidays. Mm. Um, so they they were. Uh, renovating their houses. Um, we'll also see, I was talking to a customer yesterday in, in the showroom and he's just come to Dubai from Boston mm. and he's moved his family here and he's moved his business here. And uh, he's, he's bought a, a villa and uh, we're furnishing in his, his whole villa. And he said that, you know, Dubai is one of the safest places in the world for him to come. He's brought his kids here. He says great schools and he can run his business from here. So he's brought his assistants with him, mm. you know, and that, that's a change. That's yeah. that we're seeing a change there. But because of Dubai and, and, and obviously everything that they've done over the last yeah. year, it's made it the place to come and, 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 and settle and bring your family and, and buy furniture. Yeah. <laughs> All to do but it is, it's quite exciting for, for those of us who've been here for a while to see that different type of you know, the different things that need to happen for people to uh, be aware of Dubai, to be aware of, you know, the lifestyle that you can have here, yeah. the diversity, the different cultures, the opportunities as well. And then, you know, loving your stories like that, because, you know, how did that American businessman choose Dubai versus all the places in the I world know. that he yeah. could, yeah. you know, move his family? It's a big yeah. thing to do. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. Do you, do you, do you have any view on or you know, the landscape of the housing and the real estate, do you, do you know, like, where your showrooms are? Um, but do you know that, are there any up-and-coming areas that, you know, developments are open, therefore you see a lot more customers from that space, and does that then decide of where you go next? Yeah, I mean, we always look at the development of the area. We look at the, the catchment of the area. Yeah. Are the customers there for us? Um, we try and be in malls because the mall generates a footfall for you. Um, we've just signed um, a 20,000 square foot showroom in uh, Reem Mall in Abu Dhabi. Okay. That will open in March. Um, I, I didn't get it earlier. Are you already in Abu Dhabi? You have one. We have, one yeah, we have one store yeah. there already that's, that's a bit further out. Uh, yeah. And Reem Mall is right in the center. Okay. So we're going for a, a big showroom. And I think Reem Mall will be like the Mall of the Emirates of, of Dubai, but it will mm. be the, the Abu Dhabi version because yeah. they're putting a snow park in there. It's ah, a okay. big. It's a big mall, um, and you know all the other furniture shops are going in there as well. So it'll be a nice place to go and, and shop for uh, anything to do with the home. Yeah, that's a big space uh, for a showroom. Is that uh, is that bigger than your other spaces? Or? Mall of the Emirates is thirty thousand square foot. Yeah, wow. so okay. uh, we go we flex between ten and thirty thousand. That, okay. that that's that's a, sort of the, the the footprint that we need because we have sofas. Sofas yeah. take up a take space. space. Yeah, yeah. True. And and you try and do a, a room setting so when a customer comes in and they don't really know what they want, they look at the room and think, okay, that can fit into my house or that mm. can fit into my apartment. Mm. You know, I'll buy everything that's there and you give them the inspiration and the ideas. Yeah. Again, it's big space for a mall. Like it's to you know, it's interesting that you choose the malls like that. How competitive is the furniture space with your competition, and do you know what your market share is? We know our market share per per mall, yeah. um, I, I, and I think that's the important uh, sort of figures to to look at and to to look at how you can improve it. Um, competition, we are pretty unique in what we offer because we are focused on sofas and, and that is a, sort of where our expertise is, where sort of the other furniture, um, retailers sort of 
either focus on accessories or, or focus on bedrooms or, or focus on something so, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the price point that we have is is um, is is sort of mid to upper. Um, but when you walk into the showroom, we always talk about curiosity. Uh, when you walk into our showroom, it's got to sort of make your senses sort of tingle in a way mm. um, and to see different products. And the showrooms are always changing. We mm. change the windows um, every three weeks okay, uh, to make it sort of different and, and to draw, draw customers in. Uh, and the products that we buy, we don't tend to buy a year's worth of stock. We tend to buy stock that will um, sort of one container of sofas in one color, one container of sofas in a different color um, to make it a bit more unique as well. Yeah. Um, and the offering is not the same all the time. Yeah. So when you go in there, you go around, and you go, oh, it's different. It's you know, oh, it's mm. different colors, or it's different styles, or it's different, yeah. different feeling. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have a curator? Is that someone's role to make the showroom look attractive and, and exciting? Yeah, we have designers in house. Um, we have visual merchandisers. The visual okay, merchandisers cool. work very hard. Um, uh, in fact, the team in the showrooms, uh, they're, they're, they're sort of one of the key areas that we focus on and, and, and we've looked at developing over, over the last six years um, and, and to keep them happy as well, you know, because it's not an easy, I mean, I've been there, I've been a salesman on the floor. It's not an easy job, you know, it's long hours, it's, 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 you're on your feet all the time. So it's, it's looking after them and making sure that they're happy and making sure that then um, goes over to the customer as well. Mm. And are you, in terms of your team, uh, you know, are these, are you, do you look at career development plans? Do you look at people, obviously you're a case and example of someone who can become an expert in the, in the furniture industry. Is that something that you see some people aspiring to or, uh, and is that something that you look to create as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I built a team, um, when I first joined Issa Salah Sala uh, and the team has grown with me. Um, and, and we have uh, a lot of people within the business that have been there a long time now. Um, and they've grown through the business. So I think that's very important as well. It's, it's not just you coming to work. It's you coming to, to grow as a, as a person and, and to, to grow into the business. Interesting. Yeah. And so what are the other, what are the other trends that you're seeing? You know, are, are people ask, are people looking at the labels and looking for, where the cotton was made or, you know, how sustainable the products are. Um, and uh, also how digital homes is becoming more and more of a thing. Is that something that you have a view on? Yeah, I mean, sustainability is, is in Europe is very, very big. Um, yeah. Here it's sort of, it, it's coming along now. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the suppliers are sort of looking at how sustainable everything is that they, they, they make. Um, and I think that will come up in the, in the near future with us here as well. Mm. Um, and, and whether it can be recycled and reused and, 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 you know, what we can do, can we take the sofa back? Can it be recycled? And here's a new sofa, you know? Mm. Um, I think we'll go down that road. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of innovations digitally and technology as mm. well. Um, like room planning, you can you, know, you can actually plan the room um, through your iPhone or, or, or through a tablet now, mm. um, and and just ways of getting the information to to the customer rather than coming into the showroom. Mm. But at the end of the day, they still come into the showroom because they want the touch and feel and 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 to see the colours with their eyes, you know, mm. and see the fabrics with their eyes. Yeah, and so if you went to a fair, if you went to the design fair, are they having it in, in D3 soon? Yes, they are, yeah. And if you look at the furniture there, are, are they the th trends that you will see? Are you seeing more, 
is there anything I'm missing? Is it is it more about sustainability in terms of materials and sort of more modern sleek designs and digital, or is there anything? I think the the fact that we we are going more like fashion now. Yeah, the, the, they are bringing in the colours of the season and the styles and and yeah. and and the, the the different things that that come with fashion. Come a letter. Yeah, yeah, and and that makes a big change to to how quick the turnover of the furniture is because it is quite a long process from the research and development to the design to getting the product out. Yeah. So they're having to speed the whole process up to to keep up with with the change in trends. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I travel to, I go to Cologne, I go to Paris and I go to Milan and manufacturers and I see the new styles when I go there. Obviously I didn't last year, mm. but this next year I'll be going. Okay. Um, and Milan is the big one because that's very Italian. It's very mm. sort of uh, ahead of the, 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 the rest of the, the sort of furniture manufacturers. And you see the new styles and, and everything there. Sometimes when there's been a, um, a shift, say there's a recession or it's like the pandemic, then they don't tend to put so much into research and development. So there may be not so many new styles. Okay. So let's see Milan next year. Let's see yeah. what happens, whether they'll just sort of reinvent products that they have or they'll be bringing, yeah. I think it'll be a mixture of both actually. I think yeah. there'll be some cutting edge products and, and and speaking of that, you know, obviously that's furniture design and people can be specialized in product design and, and, and things like that. It, how, as a career, as a vocation, is it something that, uh, is it hard to get into? Is, is it, you know, a poor man's relation to fashion design or is it something that people are really kind of looking at now and wanting to be furniture and product designers? I think, I think there is a... Um, even locally, you, you see now there's a lot of designers coming up with their, their own furniture products. Mm. Some of it's beautiful, you know, and, it, and they, they use the best words, they use um, new designs, and, and, and they're, they're trying to look at uh, what people need in their houses and, and, and to fill a segment that maybe is not there already. Mm. Um, so uh, I think as, as designers for furniture, it is very much like fashion now. Yeah. Um, and it will grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and it's just a balance between what they produce and the price that they charge and, and, and getting to sort of volume to, to maybe getting the price down yeah. um, to whether it's a niche product or it's a, a volume product. And would that, you know, would that be a potential threat in terms of if someone, you know, digital native vertical brands in terms of if I'm a designer, I can sell direct to the customer. Is that something that uh, you see as a potential threat? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think we'll work with them and, and maybe they have a pop-up in our showroom yeah. um, and it will complement the product that we sell yeah. um, because people come to the big showrooms for selection and choice. Mm. So, you know, if I'm buying a sofa, I want to see a, a number of sofas before I make my choice. So yeah. I think we'll always be sort of uh, attracting the customers to come in and, 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 and choose. And you can bring, you can partner with those designers. And mm. bring very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah very much so. It's I a win-win situation for both then as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, Adrian, what about the region? You know, we talked optimistically about Dubai. Yeah. Expo is, is opening. I'm sure there'll be lots of trends and innovation in all industries that we'll see over the next six months. Um, but, you know, the different type of development and the number of developments in Dubai and in Abu Dhabi uh, is attracting people.
but also in Saudi Arabia, uh, there's a lot of developments happening in Riyadh and Jeddah. People are thinking of living there as well. Is that is that on your horizon? Will you have a showroom in Saudi Arabia in the future? You don't want to reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Uh, we're just going through the process now because uh, the business has been so successful over the last six years, um, and we've sort of got um, market share and, and sort of not saturation yet, but we're we're in the key areas in in Dubai. Um, we're looking at a, a franchise model for for chattels and more okay. as well, um, okay. and because we so have that will allow global expansion. It will, yeah, yeah, it will, uh, and that's great for a homegrown brand, you mm. know, to 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 do something that where you can expand across the world. Um, and we have sort of exclusive exclusivity with our suppliers as well, which means that 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 they are tied into chattels and more, so we can sort of grow and and, and take the business overseas. Mm. So that's very exciting. Interesting. Yeah, very but, exciting. But in terms of Saudi in particular, and even Egypt, you know, because it's this region and it's sort of neighbours. Would you would you do that franchise model everywhere? But would you focus on maybe getting the first partners in this region? I, th I think, yeah, I think this region is is, is the important part to because it's close to home. It's easier to to sort of do the training and 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 get to different countries. I mean, on on the sort of the wish list, we've got Saudi, we've got Kuwait, you know, we've got Qatar, we've got Bahrain to look at those areas first. Mm, okay. um, but I, th I think with with Isis Al Al Gurg, it, it is all about relationships. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's how the the other partner will fit in with us and, and how we will fit in with them. So we'll, we'll look at that as well and, and, and understand that the partnership works together okay. um, so that we can grow the business together. Okay, brilliant. Uh, so we're almost out of time. If you okay. were advising anyone who's listening who has had a sofa for maybe four and a half years, yeah. <laughs> um, what's the first sort of thing they should do? How, and maybe, you know, that maybe they have a bit more surplus income at the moment. Um, what was, what would your years of experience in furniture, how to, how to be sure that they get a nice sofa? Comfortable. <laughs> Comfortable. <laughs> try the sofa, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we always, with, with the salespeople, they'll always ask the question, they'll qualify with the customer what they actually need, uh, even if they don't know what they want. Um, so we'll talk about whether you have kids, whether you have pets, how big the area is, okay. um, and 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 what do you want the sofa for? Is it is it just to look nice, or yeah. is it to be comfortable and to sleep on at the weekends? Yeah. You know, um, watch Netflix for <laughs> Netflix, hours. yeah. Um, and and what sort of color palette is already in the room, or are we starting again and we, we can choose a color palette? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you very Andrew. much. Very interesting to learn about the furniture industry, and we'll yeah. follow chatless more and more closely. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thanks. So there you have it. Adrian says that furniture is like fashion and we need to be changing our sofas every four years. Good to know. Three more years to go and they, he's got me as another customer. Well, that was pretty interesting. I liked hearing about new industry as usual and Chattels and more. It's always good to hear about homegrown brands expanding abroad. Uh, so wishing them all the success. And um, Adrian, clearly someone who knows the industry inside out. So I hope you found that conversation interesting. As always, thank you to our producers, Shahir Al-Kindi, who looks after all the assets and distribution and guest management. And if you are a founder or CEO, or if someone in your company is that would like to be interviewed on Dubai Works, please do get in touch. Hello at smashy.tv and Shahir will arrange the podcast. And Ali Baba, who's the production person who's making this thing sound and look good on video. 
uh, please do subscribe to the podcast wherever you do get your audio podcast from. And then if you would like to watch this or any more of the smashy shows with Hala's daily show and the shows from our team in Saudi Arabia, please do subscribe to smashy uh, on the web browser or also on any of the apps. You get a seven day free trial uh, and uh, looking forward to uh, bringing the next show to you next Thursday.